Hello. Welcome. You've entered First Issue Club Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We love comics, we love you, and each and every week we wander on down to the comic book store, we pick up a handful of number ones, and we review three of them. We cover first issues for two reasons. One, they're the most fun books to buy. They're just fucking fun. And if you got to admit that to yourself right now, if you haven't yet, pause, do whatever you're doing, tell yourself number ones are the most fun thing in the world. And we also do it so that if you are a comic book person who wants to get more into comic books, these are every fucking week we give you a little key that gives you an access to jump in and do it. We are your ushers into the world that is comic books, and we're so glad that you're here to join us. And Ooh. it's free, you spoiled brats. <laughs> yes. This week we're covering Immortal Men from DC, Robocop from Boom Studios, and Exiles from Marvel. Who do we have in the club today, and what was the first movie you watched that scared you? Oh, I'm Mike DeStacy, and I have an embarrassing one, I feel like, which is Candyman. When you go back and watch movies that you thought were scary when you were a little kid, they're always so stupid. And Candyman is like the why would I be scared of someone saying Candyman like three times? That used to tip my sister used to taunt me and be like Candyman, and I'd be like, why tempt fate? <laughs> I think the basic premise of that movie is scary. I validate your do you fear. yeah that and fire in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's, is that the dragon one? No, no, that's like an alien movie. Oh, okay. It's super... St- I, I don't know why my parents let me anywhere near fire in the sky. Yeah. I g- couldn't sleep for like a week. This is uh, Budget King. My parents... I had unbridled uh, access, much like Mike D. So I was a bad kid. But what's crazy to me is I remember being utterly terrified of Robocop 2. And the I don't, the no, sequel? Yeah, there was the... The thing that he fights that's like the military militarization of the police the, that has like two legs, mm-hmm. it caught me in a weird thing and I just would have nightmares about that thing over and over again, huh. which is like so weird. I saw so many other fucked up shit <laughs> and that was the thing. Maybe it was because it uh, you couldn't reason with it. You could potentially reason with like oh, a good. monster or something. With a brain, but the machine is just like, I have to kill you. I can't divert from that. Yeah. Uh, this is Greg Lichtai, and when I was a kid, we had a uh, cable box, and on that cable box, there was a channel, and that channel was the USA Network. And from time to time, they would play scary movies during the uh, afternoon times, during the summer vacation hours. <laughs> and my mom was busy with something, and I've stumbled across Pet Cemetery, and I scared the ever living shit out of myself watching Pet Cemetery which was way longer than it was supposed to be because of the commercial breaks. And I... <laughs> I, I love that it was still scary and, and made for TV version. <laughs> I, it was terrifying, and I, I was even changing between channels when I got scared, like, oh, nope, and back to Nickelodeon. <laughs> and I was still scared, and that little kid is in Full House, the little boy in Pet Cemetery. Is he Leonardo DiCaprio? No, it's Gilbert Grape. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Gilbert Grape, Full House, I understand that. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, Leonardo DiCaprio was in... um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Growing Pains. Growing Pains with Boner. So, yeah, Pet (laughs) Cemetery. My name is Caitlin Morosic, and I don't really like scary things, but I feel like I was tricked when I was in middle school at a friend's house, and we watched Silence of the Lambs. Like... 
I wasn't tricked and that I didn't really understand what the movie was about until it got a little ways in because you kind of know what you're getting. But I didn't realize we were going to be watching that movie as part of this sleepover. Mm, and One of those. Yes. So the part where he's got the night vision goggles on and he's like trying to grab at her scared me so bad. And to this day, I can't handle like limited scope, limited field of vision shots like in, in movies that are supposed to be scary. Or when I, I walk around the house them. with night vision goggles on. <laughs> I just can't stand them. It's like you're not showing me something on purpose because you're trying to frighten me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get this podcast started. <laughs> and uh, we now got RoboCop out on Boom Studios by... Brian Wood and Jorge Coelho. This is RoboCop, subtitle, Citizen's Arrest. First of all, Boom Studios absolutely blew this out of the water um, as far as just how beautiful the covers looked and the story and everything. Mm-hmm. Where this where this RoboCop begins is 30 years after the movie, which I believe is the last movie, but this is five years after RoboCop has been rendered useless. Um, somebody snuck into his house and downloaded a program to the point that he cannot do anything. RoboCop, if you were a fan of the series, dealt with a lot of police issues, militarization issues, um, and a lot of things of just, you know, how, what is the role of a police officer? And then there's RoboCop who just comes in and wields justice everywhere and is everybody's favorite superhero in Detroit. Well, in this future Detroit, there is this new app downloaded that crowdsources justice. Uh, and people can just report crimes. And that is going to be the new RoboCop with a useless RoboCop, um, which is a fucking batshit bonkers way to approach a new robot cop story. And I fucking love it. And I got a bunch of questions for you guys about this. Shoot. If justice were crowdsourced, as dreamt up in this comic book, which is such a beautiful, original idea. How would that play out in society? What do you think? I don't think anything would get done. They'd be too busy chasing down bullshit leads about crimes. I think that's what's so fun about this book is that it illustrates how I feel like it would. You've got this woman who says she doesn't do anything now but look for stuff that's going wrong so she can report it on the app, which speaks to what you just said. You know, like, that's that's a full-time job now for people is reporting things because then you get a return on your report because you have to pay to report the crime with this app. And then if you're right and the crime has occurred and they catch them based on your tip, you get money back. I love how he spelled out how this app works so well that it, like, totally makes sense to me where it's like, why hasn't somebody developed this? Yeah. <laughs> but it does, it does create, like, this weird spin on the bystander effect and how people are so quick nowadays to record something on their phones and just stand there with their phones out but not do anything or help anybody like it's just that they it's a it's not altruistic in any way shape or form it's like oh i posted this i saw it happening i was here i did nothing Mm -hmm. so you like this because it's doing something no because it's still kind of not doing anything i mean it's bringing other reporting crime it's bringing other drones in to beat women and threaten toddlers the the thing <laughs> in the, this book at least they acknowledge something that i think would actually happen as a result of this happening in in real life which is people using this as 
revenge or a way to get at people they don't like. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're promoting use of this app by saying, like, that bitch at work better watch her step because I've got my eye on <laughs> right. her. Like, you're coming after people you don't like. People would totally do that. Yeah. Try to set people up. It'd be so easy. People do do that now. It's just be, it would be easier <laughs> if we had an app. <laughs> totally. Totally, yeah. And, like, with, you know, microtransactions, with all the games that we have on our phone, that's basically what this app is that they've created oh, in yeah. this RoboCop. I would have made, like, 100 bucks last night from this jackass that drove his car up on the park and shine the, shown the lights on it so his kids could play at 10.30 on a Wednesday. What? That's just called being a good stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe a, an off-subject tangent, but I have a friend who has a neighborhood that's got a, like a community Facebook page, and they're supposed to just like speak up when anything suspicious is happening so everyone in the neighborhood knows. She said it's almost all people being like, there's a black guy in the neighborhood. Oh, my God. Like, so, in that sense, I love that you would have to pay something to report some racist shit like that. Sure. Yeah, give, give your money away that's a because great, you're that's stupid. That's a great fucking point. Yeah. yeah. And Ra- rate a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are all these racists broke now? Mm-hmm. The racist tax. Because you get too trigger happy. So use your app. I yeah, I think it goes without saying. Brian Wood is a, is an amazing author, and mm-hmm. he reinvented uh, a story that has been reinvented many times and in many comic book forms in a way that is like so exciting. I I was excited by this cover, and then I saw and read this book, and I was just like, this is amazing. There's this moment in this book, which I don't know if you guys liked it as much as I did, where uh, disheveled RoboCop is living in an essentially abandoned house. Somebody comes and finds him and says, you know, I know you've been living here. And he explains his plight. And he tells him to pick up the gun. Um, right? You yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, like, and the way it plays out is that his download made it so he can't even fucking pick up the gun. which Any make, gun. He can't pick up oh, any that, that's gun what it is? and discharge it. Yeah. Like the so the, the I thought it was just that one. I missed it. I, I thought it was just to mess with his mind about the one gun they left him. No, it's any gun. Huh. It's any gun, but his gun had been left as a symbol to him that like you're useless now. You've got no power over. His yourself. gun we is like a little bit more you. powerful or there's something about it I forgot. I think so. Yeah. But so like the program that they downloaded into his well, is head, it called an update? I they even the terminology they used was so good. Yeah. It, um it's called retirement. Yes. As a, like it's like a, as a sick joke. That's right. Yeah. And like this was against his will, but I think we're glazing over a very important part of this book. Uh, a RoboCop is wearing denim jeans. Yeah, you're. Right. I don't know <laughs> why. And like we... a hobo jacket. He looks good. Why is he? Why is he fucking wearing clothes? You he wants to blend in. Yeah, you wouldn't want everybody knowing about your tortured existence. You just want. He to doesn't be left need to alone. leave the house though. He also looks stupid without a visor. He I can't... think he looks handsome. <laughs> he's he's like renowned in Detroit. He's like, uh, he's like Kid Rock in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I think we get the idea too that he's like. Half of the people in Detroit love him, and half the people in Detroit hate him. Like he's a like sim- Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I guess RoboCop is Kid Rock. <laughs> We've cracked the case. <laughs> ba with the RoboCop. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Robo, <laughs> Robo. <laughs> okay. I don't know that Kid Rock I, reference. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> Cowboy. That's the same song. No, he was trying to do We're gonna that. We're going to move past it. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm picking up my gun and I'm going to head out <laughs> east to a city where they've got a the basketball team. 
Because I'm a robo baby. Is that it? I'm a Robocop and I don't have genitals. <laughs> What's his country song? God. I was born free. Um, that It must be the cheapest song to license because it's used in like a million commercials. So I met Kid Rock when I worked at Atlantic. Let's hear about it. Um, <laughs> you, he's everything you imagine. He okay. wore a, a white uh, like raincoat. Um, and he looked like he was strung out on coke. I have to assume that he was. Sure. His face, when you see it like up close, he on TV looks like he's like 50. When you see it in person, he looks like he's 70. Like he looks like Skeletor. Um, but he's a, he's like nice. How tall is he? Um, average height. Okay. Um, but he was nice. He was like a nice human. Yeah. He wanted to smoke a lot, like smoke cigarettes a lot inside the building. That was like a thing he wanted to do. Oh, jeez. What are you, Waylon Jennings? Think, oh, famous people always do this. They think they can smoke anywhere. It, I, I have no problem telling you this. The biggest culprit of that at Atlantic was fucking a uh, Matchbox 20 guy. Oh, God. What's his uh, name? Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas wanted to goddamn light up the minute he came into... This is a building, like, in New York City with fire extinguishers mm-hmm. everywhere. So, we can't have a comic book podcast where we're talking about RoboCop without mentioning the fact that this was originally supposed to be a Judge Dredd movie. What? I did not know that. So, mm-hmm. this was a Judge Dredd script... And it got rewritten so many times, it eventually turned into something so far from Judge Dredd, they just renamed it RoboCop and released it as an original movie. So it was... Whoa! And they took it out of the future? Yeah, it was like... It's, it, it started as like a future-based yeah. Judge Dredd comic. Whoa, that's they placed cool. It, they placed it in modern day and like, you can see the relation, yeah. right? Even, even the visor. Right. Let me read this quote from uh, <laughs> one of the people in this podcast, in this uh, comic book. Oh, because we're starting from the back. He said, uh, what do you hope fans take away from reading this series? And he said, that they feel satisfied knowing the character they love is respected, that their time and money is well spent, and simply they had fun. Well, you know what, Jorge? Mission fucking accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I love this book. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm going to buy every issue. Big yeah. time. Just because I hope I see RoboCop in more denim jeans. <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> he actually had to go out and find a jacket and jeans that would fit over his robot body. He, you think it went to big and tall? Oh, for sure. That's a husky man's outfit mm. right there. Oh, that I would love to see that mini comic of him walking into a men's big and tall store. <laughs> Do you have anything in a robot? Being like, hi, RoboCop here. <laughs> I don't need a belt. I can just use magnets. Do you think uh, reti- local telltale? I think he would probably uh, be like a dumpster diver. Do you think retirement? Not to spoil your fun. That's totally how he got these I'm clothes. He so looks like sorry, a bum. Yeah, because I just dream crushed it. Do you think but- that the retirement? Uh, a program that got uploaded on him had an upgrade for uh, his dick. I don't think he has one. But, like, um, Viagra? Mm. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I mean, if they wanted him to, like, stare at a gun that he couldn't use to kill himself with, I doubt they were giving him any perks. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. I think they neutered him pretty heavily. Mm. Yeah. Do you think if you were replaced with an entire robot body except for your brain that they could make a program that would trigger an orgasm in your brain? Yes. Absolutely. That seems like technology they should be 
inventing. But yeah, totally. By then, you're more machine than man, so you really wouldn't even be bothered that you're not having. Sex You'd be the or best orgasms. sexer, though. But you wouldn't be like you wouldn't care because well, sex is like, like so beneath you now. You're a robot. But don't you still have like wants? And desires. Well, robot. Well, de- I think it would depend on when it happened to you too, because your synapses would be. No, like, for Robo- you would be wired to do. If your brain was still human, you would still want to. I think. For Robocop, sex is like justice. <laughs> and justice <laughs> like sex. I'm gonna put that ass <laughs> under arrest. <Yeah. laughs> if I was a robot, I'd still want to lay pipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a pipe laying robot now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Initiate smashing. <laughs> that was. Would you have a phantom, a phantom penis? I'd let it phantom swing. <laughs> Damn, I could wife her. <laughs> Is that your Robocop impression? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do uh, do uh, Robocop buying a top hat? Excuse me, sir. Hey, how you doing today, sir? How can I help you? Do you have a top hat that would suit my needs? Uh, well, let me just um, get the tape measure out here and do a measure. It must have been over well, my okay. helmet. <laughs> well, let me just take a quick measurement here. Okay. All right. We have that's a 25 inch. Okay. Can we uh, speed this along, uh, please, sir? Sir, sir, I'm trying to get the best fit for you, so just please be patient. Let me go back to the back. My optimal like head size is 34.5 inches. Okay, well, why didn't you tell me that before I got up on the ladder and measured your head? But just a minute. You could have asked. Okay, I'm going to go get a manager now. Please do. (laughs) Isn't that a crime that you're detecting? Excuse me, sir, who are you? (laughs) I'm a child watching from the corner, and I thought... This man looked as if he grabbed a $5 bill from the register when he went in the back. No, no. That I, is no, this true, sir? No, I was, I was going to look at the manager. There was no theft. The, the, the cash register isn't even open. I don't like narcs, little boy. <laughs> Squeal and die. It is possibly the worst crime of all. Snitching? <laughs> don't snitch. Snitches get sterile. <laughs> I love that you even shut yourself off. I pictured you doing that in your homeless dumpster diving clothes the whole time, too. This is all I do at home. <laughs> you know, I just sit in a dark room and do uh, make em up plays. <laughs> <laughs> make em ups. I love you, make em up plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Next, we have Exiles out on Marvel. Words and art by Ahmed, Rodriguez, and Lopez. Exiles is. Your classic tale of man on the moon meets a time traveler, a universe traveler. The universe traveler finds a bracelet that helps her travel. Then the bracelet builds a team. Then the team faces a time eater. Classic story. Classic. Yes. One thing I will say about this book is the number one reason why I wanted to cover this book was there is an anime-looking tiny baby wolverine right. uh, that joins their force and is different artwork than it. I was like, that is so amazing and crazy and zany and weird. Not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I finished this book and said, no baby wolverine. <laughs> and then my fiancé in the other room goes, what? <laughs> I like exclaimed it aloud. I couldn't believe the book ended and I didn't get a cartoon baby Wolverine. They they gave you a teaser. 
No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. They they showed you the art for the next book. Where's that? You, Gregory. It's right there. Um, is he in it? Yeah, he's with Valkyrie. I didn't even, oh, didn't even look, notice there him. He is. Yeah. She's kind of, is she cradling him? Yeah, she's kind of cradling him. She scooped that little baby wolf up. She did. Yeah, okay, so the team that we have now is uh, Valkyrie from this summer's Thor Ragnarok movie, which is incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. And my assumption is she's coming right from the movie universe. I will she love that. Like so if it's that like is she got case. pulled right out of the movie yeah. world. Yeah, that yeah. which is amazing. fucking rad. Yep. Um, we also have. I think his name's Iron Lad, which mm-hmm. is from a Young Avengers book that came out, I want to say, four years ago. And they will remind you. <laughs> they will remind you with little asterisks by their speech bubbles. Uh, so that's like a real deep cut. And then I guess Miss Marvel is like... The, it's the like, re-up of Miss Marvel, but as old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, old woman-verse. Yes. Yeah, so, oh. Yeah. Her name's like Kamala, right? Kamala yeah. Khan? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's kind of like the cable character. Is she Iranian? I'm not for sure on that. Okay. She's some, yeah, she is Muslim, know. though. Mm, okay. Anyway, which that was a big thing when it came out, which is cool. That, yeah. But that book is great, by the way. Straight Miss Marvel. Oh, it's so good. Didn't get canceled. No, yeah. <laughs> insanely popular character. The only thing I was going to ask you guys is, as a time eater, who does that serve? What is his goal? That's kind of a weird thing. Do you is this has this happened before? Did you see who he looked like? Yes, that's oh. why I was confused. He looked yeah. like a logo, a Lego head to me. It's Galactus. Yes, it's but Galactus. Just his head. Yeah. Yep. Who is a planet eater? Then, mm-hmm. then that makes. But now he's eating time. It's the deceased head of Galactus. Which yeah, his head's, you don't know Galactus. You can tell his eater. head's been like torn from his body. It, It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Little known, little uh, not known fact about Mr. Mike Russo, Budget King here. He actually went as Galactus. Is this Halloween or? Mm-hmm. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Last week. Easter or Christmas yeah. or what's this all about? When did you do this? Uh, Halloween a couple years ago. It's dope. Thank you. It looks incredible. <laughs> can you send that to me so, so I can put are, it on Twitter? These yeah. were torn off then too. His. Yeah. So yeah, he looks like he's been kind of fucked up. Those aren't and this may be a Galactus from a different universe. Yep. I don't know. I like this author a lot. He, actually, you guys, I, so, uh, candidly, I didn't know who Black Bolt was um, before you guys mentioned him. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I like this author because he's written a bunch of other stuff that I liked. And I, when you guys did that episode that I was not on, um, I went and read all of his, the stuff that he's been doing with Black Bolt, and it's fucking awesome. I just was like, how do you write a character that... Uh, doesn't talk in a comic book. It, yeah, it's kind of hard. It's, he does it amazingly. Have you read it? I have not read it yet. Yeah, this, au- this author's honest. great. He's going to be doing great things. Big time. I, I just expected it to be a goofy romp start to finish, and I would have been happy with that. But after the first, first few pages as a big Marvel fan, I was like, whoa, this is like serious and heavy, and I'm invested. Um, I was kind of wondering, Caitlin, as someone who's not like a big history of Marvel buff, were you like, why the fuck is Nick Fury on the moon? And did that like bother you at all? Was that like too weird of a way to start a new comic? Um, it wasn't. Um, but I think it's because now I'm a little bit more familiar with 
comics in general. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like, you're just never going to know. <laughs> you're just yeah. not going to know, and then that's fine, and you just have to assume that somewhere it was explained. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I, I was familiar enough with the character of Nick Fury that I thought mm-hmm. he gets himself into some real pickles. Big time. So I figured that was he had done something. Yep. I just didn't know what it was, but it didn't, it didn't really... Why why is he on the moon? Did you guys read Original Sin? Yeah. This he, came out of Original he, Sin. So, oh really? Uatu the watcher is dead. He, he's the killer? I forgot. What's the big reveal in the end? He's something in that. Well yeah. he they they do talk about it just a little bit, right? In this? Yeah, they do. He takes over the mantle of Uatu. He yeah, ah, the unseen. But yeah. he's chained. And yeah. did he is he the one who killed Uatu? They revealed that was like the big reveal before the I episode. Somebody before the else last did. One, I felt like they, he thought he had to or something for some reason. Yeah. There's a lot of comic book details that are a little hard to keep track of. So if you're a big fucking nerd and you're sitting with your dick out and you're <laughs> flopping it back and forth and you're s- interrupted from your flopping <laughs> by being like, oh, these guys are getting comics so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to flopping your dick back and forth. There's just we can't know all this stuff all the time. We've got an idea. I enjoy comics. I'm not a catalog in my brain of everything. That's tweet, ever tweet happened. at us. Tell us we yeah, did it wrong. Let us know. We want to know. Yeah. We like knowing these things. Yeah, I'm not claiming to know it all. We should also also be uh, <laughs> inclusive. And if you're uh, flopping your labia out, that's true. <laughs> if yeah. you all just also, like some ball clackers back and forth yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> If you're uh, flopping, so don't get your lips in a twist. <laughs> that's true. If you're full on having sex, listen to this podcast too. Like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to another installment. I'm calling Why DC? Why fucking God? Why are we still doing the new age of heroes? The immortal men. <laughs> That's a really good, yeah. that's a really good series. Yeah, yeah. so Lee, Benjamin, Tinian, Williams, Friend, Sinclair are all to blame for this fucking book, The Immortal Men. <laughs> They're still doing this thing where the front cover you can rip off and make into a poster, because why the fuck would you want to do that? I, Spend $2 on a goddamn comic book. Seriously blows my mind. That Who that- does this? Kids don't do posters anymore. They got Snapchat. Well, and how you're going to have to piece it together with all the other ones. Yes. This is, you know what this is? This is some head honcho at, at DC saying this is a good idea. And then the peons are being like, okay, Johnny sure, Jackass. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're giving them wallpaper. We did and get- not only that, it's a double-sided poster. Yeah, yeah, just a bad idea all around. So if you want both posters, you got to buy two comic books. You guys, we're going to have the poster. I'm going to totally, let's totally. No, fu- you have to buy three comic books. I'm going to totally fucking make the poster after this is all you're done. You're dismantling you are? two of them. Why not? Is no, any, I'm, are I'm, any of these things going to be worth any money? I'll just Google what it looks like. <laughs> oh, you would. <laughs> you can come to my house. <laughs> can I take a picture of it? Yeah, you can take a picture. And put it on Google I'm so other people it, can yeah, Google I what it looks like. I think I'll add that to Google. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's just get through this. All right. The Immortal Men from DC Universe. Let's get into it. Also, not all men. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to it. (laughs) The Book of Mortal Men. The book follows a young man who is uh, having visions uh, when he sleeps of a place he calls the campus, which is a large pyramid surrounded by floating cars and cities. And in these visions, he gets um, 
quick glances of these heroes, the immortal men, but he doesn't really know exactly what the immortal men are yet. So he kind of goes through his life talking to um, different psychiatrists as he's growing up to kind of figure out what these visions mean. Psychiatrists that have very, very short skirts also. And smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and this kid, when he touches some people, he gets visions of their life. Randomly. Like, ra- like random, like just sections of their lives. And he keeps seeing this guy that he's obsessed with his eyes. Yeah, his name's Caden, which is, ugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible name. So as the book goes on, we're introduced to these people that are really old. They're old people, but they look <laughs> they look really young. And that's the, the most that's boring the, way to the, describe the, someone that's immortal <laughs> that I've ever heard. They're just like old people. Yeah, thanks. But they have really cool names, like the Infinite Woman. Yeah. Who the fuck is in charge of naming people at also, DC right if now? You, if you've lived forever, why would you choose to dress like that? Like a dipshit? She yeah. has like horns. It, her suit's all metal. That doesn't breathe. Dress like broken down RoboCop. Yeah, get yourself a North Face winter jacket. Yeah, Nice PJs. pair of Wranglers. Just PJs. Yeah. I mean, who are you trying to impress? DC villains look uncomfortable all the time. Strapped into this monstrosity. Uh, also in this is the bat that laughs, which is Batman from... Batman who laughs. Uh, yeah. Is, is it bat or laughs? Bat or... I thought it was the bat who laughs. I had no idea who this was. It's basically. I just knew that it looked good. like. Good. You don't need to know who that is. Yeah, it's a from bunch Metal. Of weird Robin Demon Golems mm-hmm. things. That's basically. It's like the Joker as Batman. Yeah. But he's got like two guys that are Robin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, they're yeah. like feral little <laughs> boys. We actually covered a couple comic books with this guy. Yeah, I think very we have forgettable. His first For real appearance. Yeah, and we were all like, "What the fuck is this character?" When was this? A I long time ago. Dark Knight's yeah. Metal This is like actually one. one of our first couple of episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so Joker Batman is trying to help sexy old young lady, and they are interrupted by the immortal men. And let me just break down these fucking names for you. We have a cowboy guy made out of spectral goo whose name is Ghost Fist. I thought Ghost Fist was a cool name. I did too. <laughs> we have a kind of beast creature whose name is Stray. We have a Native American woman with an axe whose name is Timber. And then we have like a, a Moon Knight ripoff called Reload. <laughs> And what his power is, is he has a gun, and he knows who should die and who shouldn't. Oh. So he's a hero. Yeah. He is He is the reason that we have the Second Amendment. Your disdain for those <laughs> names is way funnier than the names themselves to me. Why the, why the <laughs> fuck would you call yourself Timber? Yeah. <laughs> I, I chop down things. Well, then I'm going to call you Timber, good lady. I... Picked up a copy of this for a buddy of mine at work who's into comics, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, this book's got a lot of hype. It's going to be cool. You got to read it. Oh, no, and now... I, like, made him read it. <laughs> there there was legitimately... And by the way, check out our videos. Seven number ones that came out this week. Maybe even eight. And we debated for a long time on other ones we could have covered, and we wasted our time on this bullshit. I'll tell you what the problem is with this comic book. Doe-eyes. What? If you were yeah. to, if you're going to introduce four new comic book heroes into the DC universe that are 
a little bit convoluted, and they're immortal, and we don't really have good character development for them, the way not to do that would be to invent a separate character that all of the storyline follows, and, like, he has interactions with them to barely introduce them. (laughs) Yeah. Not a novel concept. That's what you do in season two, bitch. Yeah. It's kind of like the movie um, Small Soldiers. Don't don't wreck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like James Tinian a lot. Same. Um, some like all these metal books and spinoffs out of the new metal thing uh, have like multiple people writing them or credited as like the people driving the story. And maybe just let one person write these. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Like some of them we like all right, and then other ones I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And why grab. did you need too many people to put out that? Too many cooks. Yeah, too many cooks. <laughs> too, too many, many cooks. cooks. Well, uh, that's ended this episode. This episode was mostly uh, RoboCop. <laughs> As it should have been. <laughs> yes. It was a great week for comics, so I hope you had a journey of comics. If you want to check out other comics that came out this week, hit us up on any of our social media. This is First Issue Club podcast we are recorded in kcr studios our music is by primary color music our producer is goes by the name matthew hodap and uh goes by the name <laughs> what are his alias aka does oh i want to know um hoda peepee that's actually one of them hoda no it pee-pee. isn't yeah because that's how you spell his last name oh i get it now um and then we are part of the fountain city frequency family podcast mm-hmm. um so we're closing out now <laughs> And uh, <laughs> uh, this is Greg McTie signing off. I'm Caitlin Morosik, and I will show myself out. And I'm Mike DeStacy, and if I was a font, I would be Roboto, thin, and I would say bye. And this is Budget King, and blah. Bye. Bye.